Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by her Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hey, my peeps. Hey, my peeps, my peeps, my peeps, my tea lights. Remember, this is the spill the tea night. And this is where, hi, Miss Mary, I want to see you. Uh, I see Elsie and my mom have followed directions quickly. I don't have to go call them out. So yay for y'all for being obedient. <laughs> um, and let's see, let's see, let's see what I was going to say. So remember, this is the night, This the these are the nights that I don't necessarily teach with intention, uh, whatever comes out of it. Uh, who else, am, do I have to come chase people down? Is that what we're going to have to do tonight? Am I going, if, thank you, Yvette. Um, am I going to have to chase people down? Dolly, am I have to go chase y'all? Did y'all do y'all assignments? Yvette, did you do your assignment? Audrey, Miss Mary? Uh, yes, you like my new glass. These are these are the glasses I revealed. Uh huh. These were some one of them I revealed. You can't really see. I had to. Let's see. What will happen? Let me try something. Hold on. Uh. Okay. So let me post over here. Uh. That's a little better. That light is better. <coughs> Audrey said I was on last night. No, you weren't on last night, Audrey. Were you on last night? I don't remember. Were you on last night? But to, no, no, you weren't on last night. Because uh, tonight we are supposed, I'm supposed to hear your assignment, your assignment, your assignment. Remember the assignment I gave you last night. So no, you weren't on last night, not to give the assignment. Um, okay. So I do want to say something. I want to acknowledge kind of, 
the 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 elephant that's in the room, but maybe y'all don't see it, and some of you do see it. <coughs> we lost um, we lost the Black Panther last night during apparently the news broke while we were um, we were uh, doing the unboxing because as soon as I logged up, and actually a, a message had come through while I was on, and I kind I saw a flash up, but I was like, I can't deal with that. And I thought it was, you know, apropos in that that's what we talked about last night. That was what we we put out there of what does that that dash between your birth and your death date really mean? And um, I hesitate, like, okay, are we going to proceed with the, you know, how people doing? Are we going to proceed? I'm like, yeah, I, I think this is one of the best times to really proceed because losing him at 42. And, you know, if y'all don't know, he was a Howard alum and, you know, I I've posted all day, several, 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 uh, oh, okay. Jamila says she missed last night. So Jamila, well, okay. I'll bring everybody else up to speed when I get there uh, or, or you'll see Jamila. Uh, but be prepared to come on though. That's the, yeah, be prepared to come on. And what was I saying? The, hmm, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, what was I saying? I know I was talking, okay, so I'll, I'll, it'll come back to me. So I was talking about the fact that you know, how we live our, our lives matter. And we talked about the fact that Peter spent three and a half years under Jesus's tutelage. And I gave the assignment of what do you want your tombstone? Oh, oh that was posting tributes. Yeah. So I was posting tributes written firsthand from the people who were at Howard with them. Like Howard, the Howard family, is reeling right now. And even if you didn't know him, just kind of knowing what he was and how he navigated and appearing who he was even back then in class, like this dude lived with intention. Like he was intentional as a student. So I feel, and then hearing his commencement speech again and how he repped God and how he knew what he was put here to do and the intention that he put into the last four years was totally admirable. And for me, it was like he would have done what we are calling the tombstone exercise early. He did that. He knew what he wanted his tombstone to ultimately say. So everything that he did, hey, Ola Teju, good to see you, Pumpkin. Everything that he did led to that end. And he did it successfully. And so, you know, last night I talked about, um, I talked about how, I determine what I know I want my tombstone to say. Here lies a woman who was the world's greatest hugger and who was somebody's answered prayer. So that means that I live my life with that intensity and that purpose that it could show up in different shapes and it has shown up in different iterations of 47 years, 
But ever since I came to that awareness, I'm looking for those opportunities to fulfill that. And I know that that desire is perfectly in alignment with what God created me to be. And I'll tell you a quick story. If, you know, people who have experienced my hugs, some of you are here there. My mother's untold unfazed by my hugs, but you know, whatever. She she actually would prefer I don't hug her. Um, but the people here who like know my hugging is my ministry, a lot of them don't know where that came from. It it, it actually was a gift that I asked for. And it came from a place of I was, when I, my church in LA, there was a man who stood at the door and greeted everybody named Robert Tolan. And even though Robert and I were the same age, um, I would always call him Mr. Tolan. He was that dude who just commanded that kind of respect. But every time you walked in, he gave you the most amazing hug that for 15 or 20 seconds, the world has stopped and you feel so much love. And I would look forward to Mr. Tolan's hugs every single Sunday. And one day um, uh, I got the devastating call that Mr. Tolan had had a, a brain aneurysm and died. And I felt such a loss that I, I felt guilty because my first thought was, oh my God, no more Mr. Tolan's hugs. I didn't think about his wife. I didn't think about his kids. I didn't think about nobody who loved them. I just immediately selfishly thought I won't get another Mr. Tolan's hugs. And in that moment, I specifically prayed, God, whatever that was, whatever that is that you implanted in him, can you give it to me? Because I want to carry that on. I want people to feel like Mr. Tolan made me feel in his hugs. And I still remember the day when I realized that God had given me the gift. And it was the most amazing, like, yo, I got what I asked for. I got, I got what I asked for. You gave it to me, God. And then when I started seeing people stand in line for my hugs and I was speaking at Fellowship Chicago once and they had put me behind um, this barrier. They put me behind this barrier. And so people were coming. I had, I had spoken. I had delivered the opening address for the International Women's Day of Prayer. And so my they had a table for me and I was over the barrier trying to hug people. And it was so awkward. And then I finally asked him like, you know, is it okay if I come from a behind there? Cause it was a tight, small space. I said, like, can I come behind here? Cause this is preventing me from hugging. And so that's what I did. And then I started seeing the same people that I had hugged earlier. And I was like, did you just come and buy the book? And so I remember I fell out laughing because this woman was like, yeah, I got to the parking lot and they told me you were giving out real hugs. So I got back in line. And that's when I knew that God had answered my prayer. Uh, Nijis is asking, um, Nijis is asking, yes, Ola, you remember uh, uh, Mr. Tolan? Of course you do. Nijis asked, how old were you when you, when you asked? 
Uh, I had to be in my 30s. I had to be somewhere in my 30s. I'm not really sure. It was I think it was more in my late 30s um, is when I asked him for it. And that was before, you know, I was an editor. I was all I was was in somebody's edit bay. Nobody. I wasn't speaking. I wasn't doing nothing. You know, it wasn't like I was publicly out there like, let me hug you. This is my gift. It was just. I knew I wanted that gift, not knowing what God oh, it's just now connecting, not knowing where God was taking me. I just knew I needed that. And so when I look at how what I wanted my life to end, like what what, what I wanted my headstone to be. I think back that God had been structuring me this whole way, this whole journey, because I specifically asked for that gift. And sometimes my hugs really are somebody's answered prayer. Like for those moments, I cannot tell you the amount of people that have collapsed in my arms just because I hug them. And what they're feeling is not TJ. Don't get, don't get it wrong. I'm not. It's not me. Get it. Get it right. <laughs> I know it is not me. It is the power and the spirit of Christ in me that he's using these arms to love on his kids. And remember, I said my purpose is to love on God's kids. And that shows up in different ways. And sometimes it just shows up in a 20 second hug. So when thinking about it, what I want us to start off tonight uh, is to Nija says that is so great of Tesma. Nija, I have tons. I'm like, I remember this Muslim lady. I was speaking at a business conference and it was the only other time I told the story about losing my daughter because I was speaking at the conference on her birthday. And I felt that for whatever reason, I was like, you want me to tell this story at a business conference? God, that's what we're going to do. Um, but OK, <laughs> but if you say so, <laughs> so um, this Muslim young lady, um, I had had a booth and we were behind it, people could have five minute sessions with me to talk to me about whatever they was on their heart or whatever. And this, this beautiful Muslim young lady came up and I went to hug her, but then she kind of stood off and she was sitting across from me and she was talking, talking, talking. And I could see she was heavily grieved and I kept going, God, just show me, I don't know, show me what she needs. And I touch, cause I'm the type of person that I touch people when I talk to them. I'm trying to get better of, you know, respecting people's space, but I'm a toucher. Cause I just need you to know, I, I see you. And um, when I touched her, there was something in her that I could feel kind of break. And as she was talking, I don't, I still don't remember what she was telling me. But whatever it was, it made me get up and hug her. And she just collapsed sobbing. And finally, she told me that she has whatever that disease is that makes you sweat profusely. And so she's always been standoffish from letting people get close to her because she doesn't want them to ew or reject her. And I was like, you ain't saying nothing but a word and just hugged her tighter. And you could tell that that was the first time that she had really let um, someone that close. And that's what she kept just bawling and crying. 
Um, so for me, hugs are healing and that's what I'm called to do. Um, I don't know what made me tell y'all that, I guess for the simple fact that that's, that's my, that's been my takeaway. I'll lead with, um, Cheryl, oh yeah, Cheryl, I remember that. I was fresh out of soldier surgery, bracing all and still love the full strength of your hug as I grimaced the best hugs. Yes, I remember. I was so happy to see Cheryl and I totally forgot that she had shoulder surgery and I just went in and she let me, she, she let me and she knows I felt so bad afterwards. Um, So I want to hear... I want to hear what you came up with, because here's what I know when you speak it and you put it out there in the atmosphere, your words are powerful. And what I've seen in the last month in the last month and a half of doing spiritual warfare is that the things that I spoke in the atmosphere and the things that I called to break in the atmosphere broke. And the things that I started calling forth, I'm seeing manifested. So your words are powerful. And once you put it out there, this is the beginning of our real exodus. This is the beginning. How many come y'all and tell me I misspelled edition? This is the beginning of the, we really are coming out of this. We are, how, E-D-I, what, oh, I got an extra T in there. Okay. We are coming out on the other side of this. And I want us to start being prepared of, we're gonna wake up our inner Peters, but we're gonna wake them up to do what? Hey, my Mario, we're gonna wake them up to do what? That's what I want us to talk about. So uh, I got my mom here and don't make me come hunt for you. Y'all know who I've asked for yesterday. Don't make me come hunt for y'all. I got my mom here. I got Dr. Yvette. I got Miss Mary. I got Dolly. Okay. Walmart. This is all Walmart. <laughs> you, you said the people that hadn't been on. So I was like, I don't need to. <laughs> but I want to, I want to least hear your, Hey, my Elsie. I want to at least hear because some of y'all have been quiet. You've been here and you've been active in the chat, but we got to take it past. You got to start vocalizing. Hey, Miss Mary, the bingo, my bingo people, my bingo people. Miss Mary, did you win bingo? Like, one, like how many, did you win bingo? Am I confusing you? Weren't you winning bingo all the time when I was playing regular bingo? No. That wasn't you. No. Okay. I'm confusing no. you. I won. I went one time and it was a tie and the other young lady got it. So that okay, was the only so I'm time confusing you with I'm confusing you with this other lady that I was like, yo, she keep winning. They're gonna think it's rigged that I'm choosing. Like they're gonna think it's rigged. Um all right, uh mom, what's your what's your what's your headstone gonna say? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, my headstone would say, Here lies a woman who loved God and family. Just that simple. Okay. I want you to dig deeper though, mom. That was, that was, okay, it was simple. Uh, sorry, you, well, you, I called on you first, but mom, you know I know you. See, I know my mother. I know my mother. See, that's why she laughing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know her. No, mom, that, that's not sufficient. Why not? You, I, you told her. Mom, 
to say what we want um, on that headstone. You know, I know you. What's wrong with that? Statement? Mom, what? You know, I know you. That no, dig and? deep. Just go dig deeper. I'm not coming back home. <laughs> I, I'm getting ready to get off and go on the Facebook. I am not coming back home. Okay. You know, you know we've already had an incident this evening. You already know. I'm already mad at me because I didn't take her side during the family meeting. So she we already have to have a family meeting on me tonight. So and I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not coming back on. I'm getting ready to go over to Facebook and get off the stream yard. Okay, but you you can get off the stream yard, but I still need you to type in. I want you to dig deeper. What y'all want? <laughs> no, she she's still hot from today because she was wrong and you called her out on it. So <laughs> you know it's bad when your little brother called you and said, "All I said was hello. Let me get your parents on the phone." <laughs> it's like what had happened. So all right, mom, go ahead, finish your homework. Love you, mean it. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right, Elsie. Woo, that is hilarious. Love your mom. I miss her. Miss seeing her. <laughs> miss seeing her. Um, so, you know, I've known you since forever. Forever, ever. Um, and first of all, I have to say, I am, and I always say this, I try to send you messages and let you know, I am so super proud of you mm. and all that you are doing. You do. I you do. really, really am super proud of you. Yeah. And this, this Bible study, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, my husband's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> why Because he why knows you, you too. No, why because he knows you too. <laughs> Every night for two hours almost. You right. gonna do this every night for two hours? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anywho, um, this has been good. This has been really good. You had to call me out. I was like, no, she's not calling me out. Like uh -huh. really? Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I guess this is the only way I get to talk talk to you because I haven't seen you in forever. But I know it's been like two, two decades, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Tell so me, tell me, tell me your takeaways first, because this is your first night of you speaking on spill the tea. So tell me yeah. what your takeaways first were. Well, my main takeaway was when you talked about he knows my name. Mm. Yeah, that was a good night. Yeah. And um, he, I know that he knows my name because 18 years ago, you know me as Marcy. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. at home knows Marcy. They don't know Elsie. Right. But Elsie is my birth name. Mm -hmm. The name that's on my birth certificate is mm -hmm. Elsie. Mm -hmm. And so 18 years ago, he told me, and I knew for some reason in my heart, I always knew that I wouldn't always be Marcy, mm -hmm. that I would one day become Elsie. And so he, he spoke to me clearly and let me know that um, it's time for you to be Elsie because you can't do what I have for you to do as Marcy. Mm. It was mm. like, you have this name 
for a reason. The name mm -hmm. means oath of God. Oh, because I was going to ask you, what's the significance of else? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oath of God. And, um, and for me to speak mm. or for him to speak through me. And that's the only way that he could do that. He couldn't speak through Marcy because that's not what Marcy meant, but mm -hmm. he could speak through Elsie. So mm -hmm. anyway, and I keep saying, it's funny because I keep telling people all the time. Now we've gotten to the empty nester stage. My husband's getting ready to retire from the military. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do when I grow up, you know, and so I'm still, so this has been good. When you asked what was our assignment, I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> so, um, but that's what I have that, that, that what I got and yeah. that, that he knows my name. Good. And then there was one other thing I was looking at it last night when you were doing that Psalms 39, Psalms mm -hmm. 139. Yeah. And then after that, you went to, the statement, unbelieve what you believe about yourself. Ah, yeah. Who else that did that hit home? Unbelieve, uh, I, think I, I think I said, unbelieve what you've been taught to believe. That about too. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. That was good. Yep. Yeah. And then good. knowing too, dealing with the fact of, you know, you go, you've lived your life. I've been out of Jackson for 26 years. Mm -hmm. But people don't want you to, don't want you to be different mm -hmm. than who they knew. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one, especially when your difference is a like a one eighty. Like people always knew I was going, I was weird. So <laughs> who I am now too far from who they thought I would be. But when you have done a one eighty, and they, you know, they still, and you know, some still like that's Wanda's kids, that's Lily C's granddaughter, that's right. kid, you know. Um, but we can't allow their labels to stifle our calling right and that's part of the whole name thing too because going home and and it's marcy yeah and where did elsie come from right well that's always been my name right 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 so um i was named after my great aunt who was named after her great aunt so the name has been carried on for so yeah, yeah. And I appreciate the name and I love the name. And yeah. I loved her. She was my best friend. So Oh, I love um, that. Anywho, that's what I have. And then my tombstone. Yeah. I want it should say, here lies a woman who loved unconditionally and listened well. Mm. Okay. What's the significance significance of that? listened well why is it important to you um because i think over the years like i said my husband's in the military and we've moved 19 times mm -hmm. in 26 years and we've met a lot of people right. over the years mm -hmm. um and and are still connected too 
a lot of people. Okay. But my husband likes it. He tells me that all the time, though, that. But people want to talk to you because you listen. Mm. Some okay. people call me and I'm like, why are they calling me? <laughs> why are they reaching out to me? <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and he's like, because you listen. Mm. You listen to people. Listening you know, is a good that's I'm a like, gift. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's definitely yeah. a gift when you, you know, around people who like to talk. That and I'm a talker. Fun. I'm a talker. Right. But I have learned in quarantine. I'm not a talker. Right. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Because well, what's funny is my husband is a talker and I'm a talker. Okay. So, and I realized because he's been working from home, he thinks if I walk in the room, he's supposed to start talking. Oh, okay. I'm sure I'm sure you're not alone with, with that for people who have husbands, I'm sure. And I'm uh, like, hey, dude, just because you see me, I'm like, I'm finally going to say, hey, you're at work. Remember, mm -hmm. so when you're at work, you don't see me? <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I was like, OMG. That's wow. I love you, but ooh, you need to like, you don't see me when I walk in the kitchen. You didn't see me. You're at work. Remember <laughs> you're at work. I love, <laughs> so anyway, it. I love it. Yeah. That's been our little thing, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge. So a apparently, challenge. but it's a, apparently it's important to you. Um, it's a trait that's important to you. Cause if, and cause think about it, guys, your tombstone is something that's going to, that's your last statement. Yeah. Basically yeah. that is your last statement. So about I can say to be, so yeah. what you putting on your tombstone is something that is important to you that people that you, you deem is kind of like what we studied of what were the things that was important to Jesus on his last night to say to his disciples. Mm -hmm. This is what this exercise is. What are y'all? What is important for you to know? And 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 for those of you who are in the chat, and I don't see you, so Lynn, I expect to see you. Laz, I expect to see you. If that wasn't you, that just popped in. Um, oh no, Laz is here. Okay, um, Nijis, um, and whoever else that I don't see who just kind of quietly observing and listening. Bonita, if you hear Delmar. Um, is that when you're doing this, when you're doing this exercise, it's also an exercise for you to speak who you want to be. You may not be who that is right now. And remember, Jesus, Jesus spoke to where Peter was headed. He did not speak to where he was. Jesus saw past that. So in your wildest imagination, I don't care how old you are. Where is it that you want to go by the time you take your last breath? If you knew your last breath was coming, what would be important to you? I will if say, and I'll be finished. I will say it's humbling though mm -hmm. that people want to share their, whatever's going on with them. Mm -hmm. But they pick up the phone and call me. They want me to pray 
They want me to listen. Whatever it is. Is a response that what I'm hearing, Elsie, it's a responsibility. Yeah, and, it and is. Treat it as such. It is. That it is a response. No, I don't, I don't. You get it, but now I want you to hear where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing in my spirit that from this day forward, take it as a, a responsibility assignment for you to listen. And whatever else that means, I think um, only you're going to know. Only you. Yeah, Lynn, I call you out twice because I want to hear your assignment. You don't have to speak nothing more past your assignment. And so what if I called you out twice? So and what you trying to say, um, Elsie? <laughs> but the 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 point I really I feel like Holy Spirit is impressing upon me is. He's going to take you deeper into your listening and not just in the, oh, okay. He's going to take you deeper into your listening, not just in the natural. Uh, okay, 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 okay. To up to this point, your listening has been listening to people in the natural, with your natural ears. He's now going to start developing you to listen with your spiritual ears of what people are not able to say to you. Mm. And you're going to need to listen to between the lines. And only way you're going to hear between the lines is that you're listening to him first. Okay. That's what he's, he's trying to tell you. And it may, it may not make total sense right now, but now that it's you've put that in the atmosphere and we because I, I thought that and I, when you wrote, I wrote it down, actually, that, well, that's an odd statement. Here lies a woman who listened well, like, OK, so she she thought that was important. So I want to know why that's important. And so if you're going to go down in history as a woman who listened well, then your gift surface is listening to people call you and say, Hey, I, I need to talk to you. But what if your listening is different that you really get to use your listening, your spiritual listening ears to really support God's kids. Cause your gifts are not for you. Right. So well done. Well done. Um, I can exit stage left now. Then Elsa go. That was like, okay, I survived. I am not a public speaker. Sorry. This ain't a public speaking event. Though. It is public. It's on Facebook Live. Really? It's a conversation amongst friends that people just get the eavesdrop on. And that's, that's how it. I had to think about it. That's how I had to think about it. I really did. Like, okay, we're just in the room with some friends and we're just going to be chatting and having. But woo, when you think about the bigger picture of who's don't, actually okay. listening, don't, don't I'm ever sorry. do that. Don't ever do it. Let me tell you, that's the first rule I would teach in media, right, Dolly? Right, Lynn? is that when you're doing an interview, don't think about the listeners out in cyberspace who listening, just focus on that one person that you're talking to. So if, if, if some of y'all are hesitating to come on because that's what's in your mind, come on and talk to TJ. That's it. 
That's all you're going to do is you're going to talk to TJ and Dolly's going to listen. She's going to say, uh-huh, yeah, girl. And Yvette going to listen. Be like, you know what? You know she was going to get you. So th that's it. That's all this is. That's, I that's know, but you called my name like four times last night. I did, because you have been here almost every day, I believe. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to support I'm going to support Tondra. I'm going to support Tani. I'm going to support TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you want to be. You're going to call all my names. You're just going to get everybody all my right. names. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but well done. Well done, Elsie. Well done. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to see you, though, for real. You too. Um, All right, Miss Dolly, let me hear yours. Hello. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised too, forgive me, because I, I, you know, I've been here, but I've been talking anyway. Um, right, but I wanted to hear what your here lies statement is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So here, my statement is here lies a woman who love deeply and if she had the pleasure of calling you friend you ah, friend. okay why is that important to you why is the because and here's why i call my mother out because everybody knows my mother loves her family i i want my i want to hear of what do you want on your tomb this is okay so the to boil it down is to me that's a cop out love god love her family everybody already knows that about you but what is it that makes you uniquely Wanda? Not besides the fact that you, the mother of this fabulous, all of this, not that, or you the bomb Grammy, but what is it about the unique gifts that God only gave to Wanda that Wanda wants the world to know? We know you love God, duh. We know you love your family. You got to, because you put up with me. But your tombstone ain't saying nothing special about you. So that's what I want to know. So what's important to you, Dolly, about that, that, uh, people calling you friend? It's important because um, in my older, say my, my mid-30s, I truly began to embrace the nature mm. of friendship when loving healthy friendships and relationships. I would say most of my childhood all the way up to my early 20s, um, even early 30s, life was very dysfunctional. Relationships were very mm. unhealthy, even um, family relationships. So once I found genuine people who loved me and cared for me and called me friend, mm -hmm. I felt like I could open up more of myself and embrace and trust that these people truly are my friends. So my, my inner circle of friends are so dear to me. They, 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 they're so dear to me. They're all, I know people, um, I, I get a lot of looks for it, but they're dearer to me than some of my own family. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't, well, I didn't trust easily. Okay. And I didn't let people in easily because I had up this wall of protection for being hurt. So 
um, I am authentically and genuinely myself all the time now. And I um, attribute that to my friendships. Ah. Uh. So what I, what I what I see then and now it's making the connection of why your brand and why your gift is all about healing, because that is a part of that because of how you've been hurt in the journey. It's important to you to have people find a space in you to be. Ah, now that's making sense, Dolly. Ah, OK, because now it's coming back. Remember when we were doing the Media Maverick yes. uh, thing and I kept going, I keep hearing it's a rocking with Dolly or what Dolly rocks or something. You know, I want to yes. rock with Dolly. Yes. Now it's connecting why the spirit kept saying, nudging that, you know, you know, there's no way I knew this, you know. Right. So now it's making sense of why the Holy Spirit kept nudging me to tell you you want people to feel that they can rock with you. Right. Ah, right. okay. I get that. I like that, that loop of a confirmation, the Holy Spirit, because I, just, I kept hearing it. I'm like, but she don't seem like the type that that's what she want to do. But okay, I'll say it. It's weird to me, but okay. Well, you know, when you come up in the church, church people teach you how to be a lady, right? Yes. And when you're in public, you're supposed to be a lady. You're not supposed to be clowning and acting a certain way. And on top of that, I, I am a professional. Mm -hmm. So I learned to behave as a professional. You're very contained. That's the word. Yes. You're very, you're very contained. And I'm like, yeah, uh, there's, <laughs> there's, yeah, she got to come out of that box for, to, for her to do. Be effective. To be effective and to reach the people that God really wants you to serve. You got to start showing them that other side. Okay. I, yeah. I, and I received that um, very yeah. clearly. I, I I was so grateful for that for that confirmation. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. I'm I'm gonna let you off the hook now. Okay. See that? See it ain't so bad, y'all. See, Melissa, where's yours? I want to hear yours. I see Lynn is finally coming in and being obedient. It's better been hard headed. Uh, Cynthia's in here, um, so I'm gonna need Melissa. I need Dr. Krishna, she's been rocking with us. So what we're doing, if you're just tuning in, David, if you're still here, I see you popping in. Um, what we're doing is what we, and this was the exercise I gave last night before we even learned about uh, Chadwick, uh, that we wanted to, now that we're coming out of our Egypts, that we want to be intentional of what kind of life we wanna live. And so we start at the end and work our way um, back. So reverse engineer your story. And so for me, death is a, you know, death is a, a, a certainty of life. And it's nothing morbid about determining how you want to go out. If you get the choice of, you know, saying things that you want to say, then how do you, how do you go out? So I want to know what your, what ultimately uh, studio is full. Okay. So I'm going to, Elsie, uh, I'm going to remove you to make room. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't have to, <laughs> Elsie was like, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> you ain't say, I didn't even get to finish the, the, the statement. Y'all see how fast she left. I didn't even get to finish the darn statement. You ain't said nothing but a word. T, tiny, tiny, whatever your name is today. You ain't said nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, um, Dolly too. Bye guys. Hey, I ain't got to sit here. I'm where the button, where the button so I can leave. 
Because <laughs> so, if I stay here, she's going to see my face and she's going to make want to say something else to me. <laughs> um, Delmar, you should be able to come in now. There's there's room. You should be able to come in. So, uh, Krishna, I want to hear what would you want? What do you want on your tombstone? What what do here lies a woman who what? Um, Yvette, you're up next. Okay. So I have my sentence for the week. Okay. Um, but my tomb, my my tombstone. Um, she cared enough to advocate for and help transform the lives of those she felt they of those who felt they okay, had. Say no that voice. again slowly for me. Okay. Here lies the one cares enough. Okay. Uh huh. Cared enough to advocate for and help transform the lives of those who okay, felt why is that important they had no voice. When, when God first told first told me to become a teacher, I was like, "Why?" Um, just several reasons, and He said, "It's not about the education, okay. but I need you to be an advocate." And every assignment that I've had since 1997, when I made the decision. To, to go in full-time. I've always worked with the most marginalized and underrepresented students, not just the ones that look like me in skin tone, but those who had been completely expelled from school, those who had on probation, on parole, um, just that every system in the world just okay. threw away and said they couldn't be. And, and I, I just, I just, care about them, find the resources, help them and watch their lives change and then realize they realize that they could do okay. and, and fulfill their dreams. And that gave me satisfaction Good. when I go okay. home from work. There's something, and he may give it to me, there's something about the word voice for you and I, I can't, I'm not clear yet, but in everything you said, it's something about the word voice and I'm not really clear yet. Um, and if it becomes, maybe it's just me saying it, that he's now going to deal with you on it. Um, but I got nothing past. There's something, okay. I feel it in my, my tummy. There's something about voice. I don't know what it is. Maybe you do, maybe he'll eventually tell you, but I keep hearing, pay attention to the voice. I don't know really what that means. So sit with that and if he gives me, if I get more, I'll tell you, but it's something about voice that's key for you. Okay. All right, Miss Mary, let me hear from you, Miss Mary. Let me hear from you. Wait, hold on. I got to unmute you. I got to unmute you. Hold on. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're unmuted. Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, here lies a woman. Well, wait, but no, wait, hold on, hold on. This is your first spill the tea. So you got to give me, uh, see, see how she, she already laughed because she knows she was wrong. She knows she was wrong. So let me hear, I want some takeaways first and then let me hear 
Tombstone. All right. Well, my takeaway um, actually is uh, I just had a, I guess one of those aha moments this past week, this week. And I have to uh, say that I, even though I come on, I missed quite a few because I had to, I went on a retreat, which I'm quite sure you probably know. And when I got back, I was trying to catch up. So anyway, but this week I had, uh, in my prayer time, I had one emotion where I had found your person was able to relate to one particular person. Wait, go back. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. Go back. You broke up a little bit. So back up about a couple of sentences. You broke up. Say it again. Uh, I was, uh, I don't even know where I started. But anyway, um, they say, I've heard the thing of finding your person in the Bible, someone that you can relate to that you figure is you. Oh, okay. So in my, in my study this week, um, I was reading in Matthew, I think it was uh, 39 to 40, 41, and it mentioned Jonah. So I was curious about Jonah. So I went back when I read Jonah, it talked about, and the reason why I go back to that is because the fish in the belly brought me back to a childhood that I had a dream about being in the fish of the well and it was dark and then I saw the light and I got out, but it was just a strange dream. I had no idea never could put anything with it <clears throat> excuse me and so um in reading that i said jonah what about jonah so i went back and read the chapter and then when i read it i said oh that's why i had that dream was i couldn't put it together so in that chapter really jonah was running away from god's assignment to him mm-hmm. and the things that happened to get him back to repent and say okay i'm going to do your assignment well, I had that kind of happen to me in the past three years. I had a whisper. Uh-huh. And the whisper, I did it. You know, he whispered to write a book. And now I'm 70. I've never written a book, never thought about doing it ever in my life. Never, ever, ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did it. And it took me up until just recently to get it published. So wow. in, that, in that process, excuse me. I um, didn't know what I was going to do with it. So, it, you know, I got it done. And the minute I passed it on to be edited and I got to do a couple of edits, he gave me another one. I'm thinking, well, I thought I was going to be done. I thought I was just going to do that one and I'm done. Now I have enough. And I was like, oh, man. So, but this is what the thing about it, it's taking me so far out of my box, out of my whole realm of my whole life. Yeah. But the book is relating to my experience, which I just, it, it's just, I'm so much in awe of happening, this that happened, because I've always wanted to hear him whisper. What am I talking about? You know, God whispers, God whispers. So in that process, I did actually hear it. And it's like, okay, so when I did, I did it, I wrote in 60 days because it was my life. So it was easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. So in a way, um, so with all of that comes a lot of other things when you publish a book and you know it's like um i don't know i don't know but so it reminds me of jonah it reminds me of jonah so that's when i said oh and then the thing about it is jonah's um 
part of being in the belly of the fish and it related to the way um the way Jesus spoke about it in in this in Matthew, Matthew it was almost as if Jonah lived part of what Jesus was going to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he was given a forewarning for what Jesus was going to be going through. That's mm-hmm. the way I kind of related. I you know I you know it's kind of strange to me. I still I don't I don't still have connected it all to God. I'm still I'm still I don't know. But he's the only one that I could say okay he's running. From the assignment for God. So I'm here to do my assignment, you know, to try David, to David is asking what's the, David is asking what's the title of the book. It's called The Unchosen Gypsy. The Unchosen Gypsy. Oh, I like that title. Wait, move it. Yeah, so they can see it. The Unchosen yeah. Gypsy. Uh, okay so then now okay so now let me hear then what is your your tombstone well my tombstone um says here lies a woman who kept her commitment in god's gifts of help service and love throughout her gypsy life okay so tell me why that's important um well in my times of study and everything, taking tests of trying to just figure out my purpose and everything, I, my gifts of help, service, mm-hmm. um, and love are the things that I do most of the time. It's, I mean, I just do it automatically. I don't think about it too much. I just do, especially the help area. The help is being, I always want to be helpful and I'm always wanting to be in the background. So this is part of what's happening here. Um, so it's, I'm just a helper. I'm just a helper. You know, I, you know, and so that came through the test that sometimes you go through when the churches have you to do the, when you're first going in trying to figure out what it is that you can do to be a help in the ministry. So basically I'm there serving just to help whatever areas I can. If I see something that needs to get done, that doesn't, you know, that's simple enough. I I just do it. You know, there's some things I, so I don't know. That's it. I'm still struggling. I'm still trying to figure it all out, but. So one of the things that I want you to do, and I, I know you've been around me for a minute, but have you yeah. ever heard me teach the um, the E of of my acronym voice is uh, eliminate your must and embrace your just. No, eliminate your just and embrace the must. That's what it is. That's the E of my voice acronym. And as you're speaking, every time you use just, it was like somebody was poking me because you're downplaying and and even in your statement you led with help i think you said help then service then love right now and then the order you gave so help is important to you but you're also downplaying the necessariness the the necessariness okay i'm just making up words Let me let me let me flex my Howard education and say the necessity of your help. So like let today all days let me represent Howard well. So, so um 
the necessity i think you are you are really underestimating the necessity of your help and so i want you to eliminate just out of your vocabulary when it comes to your help and i always tell the story some of you guys are familiar with this i always tell the story when i was speaking at an event and a young lady you know i'm you see me here this is i'm even bolder on stage and so you know this is who i am and a young lady came up to me and she was saying how she wishes she could have my presence and but all she's good at is she said i'm just good at hospitality and so i told her do you do you do understand that the only reason i can be all of this is because I have people behind me that are hospitable. When I'm done with this, I'm done. But I also need to know my whole team, and Lynn, Lynn will tell you, my whole team knows they have a mandate that even if I'm not there, people have to feel my heart. I'm not the most hospitable of people. You're not gonna come to my house and you're gonna feel at home. That ain't gonna happen. I'm just gonna tell you now. You have to make yourself feel at home. But you've been to those people houses who you walk in and you just feel love and like, whoo, this what this feels like. That's not necessary for people like me. Who we're out here, you know, putting so much energy out. It takes energy to be me. So I need the people behind me who have been assigned to help me. They are not a just they are an absolute must and i want you to get that i value some of you guys know andrea andrea had a, a death in the family but that girl rocks with me on a level that i only can be who i am when she's in the chat and i'm i'm like it is a a wonderful synergy of her loving on y'all in the chat and so i miss her because I've loved you verbally, but I can't be in the chat loving on you too. Andrea won't miss you. She will see you and she will love on you. That's her help. And if that's you, Miss Mary, all of this didn't get done. Stuff don't get done without people like you. And I want you to really start embracing what you must do not that you just do it that you must you are a okay. corner term you are an essential worker basically you you are an essential to people okay. i can tell you firsthand you are essential to people like me my mother is a helper my mother she she you know she can handle the spotlight but my mother don't like to be in, in front that's why i have to drag her on here but you can be best believe that woman takes care of me when i did that month long mm -hmm. of 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 uh bingo what was almost two months soon as i was done she was ready with my plate yeah. for me to eat that's that's a special gift and that's why i'm not letting her off the hook with her little you know that's that that's why i can't let her off the hook because i know what her gifts are i need her to own her gift yeah mom, i'm still talking about you um, but I need her to own her gift like I need you to own Miss Mary How dope it is to be a helper One of my favorite quotes is from Mr. Rogers of when he talks about his mother told him if you you're ever and I'm, I'm messing it up But you'll just get the sentiment 
um, of when something goes wrong and it's chaos, look for the helpers. It's the people that are just really, they got a sacrificial mm -hmm. bone in their body. Like some of this stuff, I ain't dying for none of y'all. I'm just saying that ain't going to happen. Um, so we need the people like that. So I want you to start owning. It's an honor to be a helper. It's an honor to, to rock because the people, the, the humble people who are the big mouth voices, they will tell you we are nothing without y'all. Period. I can be as comfortable and bold on stage because I know once I come off stage that people are handling it. There's a machine behind me of helpers who love to be helpers. You got that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, Good. ma'am. I have that. Thank you Good. so much. Yes. All right, uh, Laz, let me hear from you. Hi. Hey, let me hear your... Um, I want to hear your uh, um, your statement. Yeah, and I, I found myself, as you were speaking into everyone else, I was honing it some of why it mattered to me. So thank you for, like, I'm glad I kind of, I wasn't first. <laughs> so my says, um, and I use my full name, and there's a reason, but I said, here lies Lysandra Michelle Dial, a woman who devoted her life to being an example of God love, God's love, and spoke life through her words and actions. Okay, read it one more time for me. Here lies Lysandra Michelle Dial, a woman who devoted her life to being an example of God's love and spoke life through her words and actions. Okay, I'm listening. Why is it important? Because there's nothing greater than God's love. And I want every interaction that I have with someone, I want someone to see God. I want them, someone who never saw him and didn't know him, to leave from something I said or something I did to have a closer relationship with God. And like just like personify love. That's just for me, that's the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that, you know, there's so many people hurting. And it was something you said and you gave me a new thing to put on my list was here between the lines. Mm -hmm. And God has given me that gift. And so I like how you said that. I forgot who you said it to, but you said something about hearing between the lines. Oh, uh, that and, was Elsie. And God has given me that gift. And I didn't know it was a gift until recently mm. to hear between the lines. And I know that I have literally brought people to tears and I'm like, Ooh, I didn't mean to do that. And I know it wasn't me. And I, like you said, I know your hugs. I know it's not me. That's me. God is using me to speak life into people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a beautiful gift. And I just want everyone who leave from me, anything I say or do, I want them to have a closer relationship with God and, and to know his love and know that they're loved. Like, wait, hold on, hold, hold, hold on last Instagram. If I lose you, go over to YouTube because we're on the countdown. We're on the YouTube to continue the discussion. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, I, no, that was it. I'm just like anytime someone leaves a conversation with me, I just want to, I want them to know that they're loved, that that light that everyone has inside them is still lit, and I just want to help them see that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So they can know who they are, and know that God loves them. Like I learned through this 31 days that God is pleased with me. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm doing that with other people. I didn't know that He was pleased at me doing His work. Mm. Yeah, that has been like the, the biggest thing. Like I literally felt the hug. Oh, good. When you said that, I was like, oh, so I need a hug. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've been hugged in like I was sitting here like drooling, like I want one of them hugs. <laughs> this pandemic needs to be over. <laughs> We're gonna be all lined up. <laughs> um give me give me the line again. I wanna see if I what see if what I'm hearing is right. Give me give me read it to me again. So here I I won't say my name, no my name. Um here lies a woman who devoted her life to being an example of God's love. And spoke life through her uh, through her words and actions. Okay, so um, I want you to be prepared for devoted an example that's going to cost you. Okay, it's to be that is going to cost you. So when it starts happening, I don't want you freaking out. Mm -hmm. Know that you're in alignment. Okay. Because that's the two words that jumped out, devoted and example. Because um, we see what it cost Jesus yeah, to be devoted to his assignment. So I'm not saying, it, I'm, okay, I'm not, before first of all, don't let me freak you out. I'm not saying that extreme, okay? I'm not saying that extreme. But like, wait, let me not freak her out. Okay, so I'm not saying. Oh, what? oh Lord. No, no, no. I'm not saying to that extreme. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that knowing where you're headed. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to remember that this is your call to be devoted. That's the point. I'm that okay. So that that's okay. I want to give you clarity. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to remember that this is what you want your tombstone to say mm -hmm. to make sure your devotion stays intact. Because it's gonna come a time where you're gonna be like, I don't know what the hell I got myself into. I'm about. I'm glad I wrote the devotion that what I want my tombstone in pencil because I'm about to erase that because I'm gonna change it. And I'm telling you now. You're, you wrote the right thing. Stay the course on being devoted. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Jamila. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Sunshine. Is this the first time I'm seeing you on Spill the Tea? Yes, it is. Okay. So then Steve, you know. Yes. Yeah. Then you know uh, the rules now. I don't have to call you out. So I want to hear the takeaways yes. first. Well, my takeaways were earlier on. The biggest one was the FOCUS acronym. Okay. Um, Remind me what that was. <laughs> fix your spiritual glasses. Right? Uh, so that oh, was the yes. Big one. Yes, because you did. <laughs> yes. Yep. And that one hit me hard. Because, and that is the very reason why I did my profile picture like that. Because okay. I tend to think about things and make them logical and really, really understand them mentally instead of just walking into what God is saying and calling me to do. And okay. so that's the other spiritual, that's the spiritual realm that I have to actually step in and apply to my life or let fall come into my life. Okay. Um, I like the obtaining the permission part too, because I feel like God gives me a lot, but I need to seek confirmation and say, is this the right thing? Is this what I'm hearing? And hear him say, yes, now go. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that will save me a lot of time and energy. Mm -hmm. um, and then the banish the pessimists to the nosebleeds, because oh. a lot of my career choices are not what people expected. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like they felt like they've been God led, mm -hmm. um, have made complete sense to me from being a communications, possibly being a communications major at an HBCU in North Carolina. Then I decided to go to music college. And then from there, I decided to be an esthetician and I'm still an esthetician. And now I also sell jewelry. So my everybody around me is like, what are you doing?
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, again, I feel as though God is leading me and allowing me to use my gifting in all of that. Mm -hmm. And so the key thing with that statement, the B of the obey, banish the pessimist to the nosebleeds, is that it doesn't say cast them away and disregard them and never see them again. It's just push them far enough away so that you can still see them. Mm-hmm. But you far enough the way that you're not distracted and that you can that you can still hear God and carry out your purpose and plan. Because reality is, is that they'll continue to watch you mm-hmm. and they'll be back. Then that's so what I was, it, that was just what I was going to say, because yeah. if they're assigned to you, they still need to watch you walk this thing out and be yes. available and have access to you when it's when God nudges them like, oh, yes. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And and I I had not seen that before, but because of the way that you stated that, I was like, okay, now I understand what that means. Because I am one to cut people off real quick and be like, peace, I don't have to see you again. I'll be all right. Um, And I know that's not what God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. So those are my biggest takeaways amongst many um, in my statement. Yep. Okay. Uh, So my statement says, here lies a woman that led and reminded others to learn and know their God-given value in this world. Okay, say it again for me. Yep, here lies a woman that led and reminded others to know and learn their God-given value in this world. All right, let me let me hear why that's important to you. Because I feel like it's important for me to help others understand how valuable they are, how uniquely created they, they have been by God's very hand. Mm-hmm. And having been in admissions, college admissions for 12 years, I got to see new students who wanted to pursue their dreams. I got to interview these people who some were doubtful and to just be able to talk to them and say, God has given you a gift through music to communicate and um, b- deliver his message to others. So there's that. And then the aesthetics job is that giving facials to be able to literally touch people and pray over them while I'm giving them a treatment and have them understand that self-care is important. You've got to take care of yourself because what you have to do in this world is important. You have to see your value because you, we need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, even with this jewelry business, to be able to like put a necklace on somebody to remind them that they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then they take that necklace off and look at themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, I really am beautiful. And so all of these occupations and little jobs that God has allowed me to do has allowed me to remind people and or allow them to see what he Mm -hmm. has created in them. And that's exciting to me. And -hmm. I think just hearing everybody talk about um, their path and journey that tonight, I'm I'm trying not to be a blubbering mess because I've been crying, had to turn the camera off for a second, Um, (gasps) especially when Miss Mary was talking. Yeah. Um, Because she was talking about Jonah and there was, oh, I don't want to cry. Okay. There was a season and there still are seasons, but there was a really big season in life where I was stuck. It was just after I got married, I was stuck and I was not stepping into um, the calling that God had placed on my life for that season. And it, it, I don't know if it was a teaching or a Bible study or something. Someone taught about Jonah and I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my husband later that day. He says, you know what? You're Jonah. Oh, we we can't go forward because Jonah, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And so when she talked about that, I was like, yeah. And I feel like one, I've experienced that, but I also see that Jonah season in people's lives. Like you've heard the call, but you're not doing it. 
whether you're fear fearful or whatever it is, you're stuck. And because you're stuck, you're also holding up other people's blessings. And so if that's a matter of they are doubting their ability or they're doubting their value, someone else could do it. I'm not really the one. That's where I get motivated. Like, come on, don't you see what God has called you to do? Don't you see all the gifts that he's given to you? And just to be able to kind of push people and allow them to get to that place is exciting to me. So let me, let me hear your, let me hear it again. Yes. Here lies a woman that led and reminded others to know and learn their God given value in this world. There's the word intimacy keeps coming up for me, mm -hmm. for you. Um, and you, you touched on it and I don't have clarity around it. It's kind of like what I told Yvette. It's like, I just, it's something about voice, but for you, I keep sensing the word intimacy and it is a very intimate thing that you do because of you being an esthetician. Um, but I also, like I told uh, Elsie to begin to listen between the lines for you, it's touch. Uh, uh, okay, maybe that's it. All right, God. Um, okay, this is going to sound crazy, Jamila, but I want you to pray about it. But I want you to start really studying like chakras and the body on how God has designed our body. Um. Are you telling me you, okay, what, what, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the whole body aspect um, is exciting to me, biology. Um, ah, okay, so I'm not so crazy. I, no, you're not. As, a, as okay. an esthetician, it's important for you to understand how the body operates. I, I was getting ready and, to say, it's like you, I see you, you're on the face. Yes. And, I, and, and I'm, the reason why this feels so crazy to me, because I don't really know nothing about chakras. I can okay. tell you nothing. <laughs> about chakras. So that's how I was like, God, you really want me to say that part? Because that even feels like woo-woo to yeah. me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's just, be, it feels woo-woo because I don't know a lot about it. And so for me, it's like, I see you on the face, but I can visually see your clients when they're laying down, There's you will start seeing an energy. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I'm getting chills, okay. Yeah, it's you not. Start an energy coming off of them and mm -hmm. you are to pay attention to their energy, what, what's coming from them. Because God mm -hmm. is going to start showing that to you. And it's going to be this weird thing for you that you can literally see it. You can see what's going on for them in their body. Mm -hmm. And don't be surprised when you start, God starts showing you where cancer exists. And it's going to be, it's, it may start freaking you out in the very beginning because it's just like, whoa, but he's mm -hmm. going to, and you're going to help save mm -hmm. lives yeah. because he's going to actually show you from the energy that their body is going to produce, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I get okay. so, I get so excited Lord. to, <laughs> no, you're right, you're right on point. It's confirmation because I get excited to understand how the body works and the fact okay. that you brought on Dr. Sandra, what's her last name? Dr. Sandra um, Dalton Smith. Yes. The fact yeah. that I'm getting ready to start reading her book, Sacred Rest. Okay. And the fact that she incorporates science with 
the spiritual aspect in her writing okay. and understanding, I think is is right on point. So yes, okay. what you said, it all brings everything okay. together. So, so I, ain't look, I ain't looking totally cuckoo right now. Cause I'm no, like, you are not. <laughs> and I, I'm some, you telling me something about some chakras? Like, like I'm a Southern Christian. Like I'm raised like in the South. I, I'm a fire and brimstone preacher's kid. And you want me to bring, and I don't really know about chakras. Yeah. Dolly says, Reiki is utilizing energy and healing of chakras. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know nothing about it, which is letting you know it ain't coming from me because I don't, I don't really know anything about what I'm saying. I just know that that's going to be important to you, to okay. what you're called to do. Okay. Okay, okay good. Yeah. I feel I'm not Thank crazy. Thank you. Y'all heard Jamila say I ain't crazy talking She's about not. this stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Cynthia, uh, let me unmute you. Uh, Okay, there you go. You're unmuted. Good evening, everyone. Hi. So, how are you? I'm happy to hear your voice. So am I. Happy to hear your voice again. <laughs> so, um, I guess my takeaway from um, the 31 day, I would say I haven't been as consistent, mm -hmm. however, the times that I did log on, mm -hmm. there were several nuggets, but especially this week sometime when you spoke about Jesus mm -hmm. leaving to send the Holy Spirit. And it was so good to hear that because I am so grateful for the Holy Spirit. I literally rely upon him for every aspect of my life. And people tend to say, you really saying you hear from the Spirit of God or you talk to him? Yes. I walk around the house and I'm conversing with him. And my husband is like, you talk to yourself. I said, no, I'm talking to, to God. I'm asking him for my next move. I rely on him for everything. And so when you said that, it just confirmed to me. It was another, it was just another level of God saying, my love for you is what took me mm -hmm. away to send the Holy Spirit, your comforter, to guide you, to keep you, to um, instruct you, you know, and, and to show you your path, his path for your life. And that thing was so great. I think it was last night or the night before, but I just really left there with a, such an appreciation, you know, just for having come across the um, the 31 day and just following and everything. I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this Holy Spirit. So that was really beautiful. And then also I really um, felt a sense of um, connection with you as you talked about you yielding and being obedient to the word of God. And, and I said that that's key to life. That's key to this born again, Holy Ghost spirit life, because we all desire him. We all want to hear him. But what are we going to do with what we hear? Are we going to make that time to fellowship with him? Are we going to make that time to sit at his feet, to hear from him? Because God is always speaking. It's we are out of alignment. And you spoke about that as well. And I was like, God, OK, yeah, she. Yes. Because he is always speaking. And, and, you know, the easy thing is that when we're out of alignment and our position causes us not to receive from him, it's easy to say, well, maybe God didn't answer that prayer. And you know how we go back to yes, maybe and no. But the Bible said God's prayer is yes and amen. And so if we are in alignment, his word is fulfilled. And so I really enjoyed that whole thing with the Holy Spirit because... He is my only source. I, I rely mm -hmm. upon him so heavily. And 
in my life and everything, I've, I mean, more so, most more so the last four years, I, God is um, taking me, I've always had a prayer life because I've, I've always had only him. Right. And so I look, you're going to go pray. You're going to you, you, There's no you, look around me up north. There is no other option. But the last three, four years, I took a job overseas. And as I was going, I had already prayed because I got married very young, had kids young and everything and um, never had this single girl's life. So they felt like a gap in my space. Right. And I would visit with my sisters and other single people who had already, you know, not single people, but other friends who had already completed that phase of their lives. And so I believed God that I was going to not miss any part of life that he had for me. I was going to go back and get everything. Mm -hmm. I'm not leaving anything on the table. And so he created an opportunity for me to work overseas. And so when I got the opportunity, I asked my husband not to go. And I, my kids were older, they're in college. So I was like, right, kids in college, you don't need two parents overseas. And boy, oh boy, everybody kept saying, that sounds so crazy. How do you leave your young husband here? And how do you leave your kids? I kept saying to people, I said, I have had children. I have raised children. I've been educated. I've been all, there has to be more for my life. And I'm going to seek the will of God for my life. And, but little did I know, it was going to be an absolute turning point in my life mm. with God. Mm. And as I said, I always had a prayer life. Always. He, he started I, years ago. I believe God to wake me up for prayer. And he had this little four o'clock in the morning schedule. We got where he wakes me up anywhere between four to four 30 and we're going. But um, when I went overseas, I had that experience where he took Abraham from his Kendricks and everything he that was familiar and took him to a land that he did not know but then manifested himself to him mm -hmm. and when i tell you god took my prayer life to a totally different level and not that he only take my prayer life i heard him before i left i would hear from time to time he'll tell me stuff and i'll pray and i'll get answers to my prayer but i begin to really get this one-on-one -on -one intimacy with him where it was like daddy and, and, and i started calling him daddy thereafter daddy what do i do today and, and you know i get to respond and different things like and that but in all of that oh my god did he do some revelation of myself to me mm. Woo! because you know god don't go about telling you about everybody else he deals with you Mm -hmm. And oh my God. So in all of that, I have just so grown to the realness of the Holy Spirit, so much more real than our than us. So when you touched on that the other night, I said, come on, God. It was just purely out of your love that you allowed Jesus to come to this cross and die because you saw the, the harvest off of that seed that you sown. Mm -hmm. But then with him leaving, you sent the Holy Spirit who's guiding and protecting and shifting us in different areas of our lives. And so that was amazing to me. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank You're you, welcome. Brendan. That was so what's your, what's your headstone statement? Yes. So it said, here lies a woman who persevered, who persevered through life's struggle because she believed God was her only source. Okay, why is that important to you? That is very important to me because um, I, and everyone has a story, but um, I didn't have things set up to, for, I came from an, uh, an um, getting married at 19 and all of that was because I didn't have a good home life. So I was running, mm. I was running. And when I ran, 
it was either to lament to the military or it was to marriage. And in that running, I always wanted to belong. I wanted to be important. I wanted to either be important to somebody or have people who were important to me. Mm-hmm. And so when I ended up having my getting married and having my children, um, what I expected in the marriage, I didn't get, but God kept me. But in that place, I continue to trust him. I continue to persevere. And through all of everything I went through, not having a college degree, not having this and not having that, I persistently prayed and pushed through. And he helped me raise my children, put them in private schools, best schools, and um, helped me go back to college, get a master's degree, give me a career, and did everything. But it was a lot of persevering and pushing, only knowing, knowing that if I continue, God, God is working it out. Right. The only thing I could not do was retreat. That was it. But standing in that place was not a comfortable place at all, at no point. And of course, we all know when, you know, when you go through things, the best thing to do is I mean, the not the best thing, but the first suggestion the enemy brings quit. It's too hard. But I persevered. And I and then as I looked back. I realized that my entire life was a life of persevering from day one that I could remember myself. And so then I said, even before getting as close as I had gotten to God four years ago, I said, Holy Spirit, it's not me that perseveres. I believe it is your anointing on me that keeps me persevering, right? Because as I look at myself and look inwardly, I don't think I actually have that stamina to keep standing. You know what I mean? It's been like, Oh God, you're there and God, you're there. And so, yes, I have persevered so much. And at times I find myself in places where I clearly, um, you know, know I shouldn't be in. And at times I get there and I'm like, daddy, what am I going to say? I don't know what to say. And he takes me and I open my mouth and I'm like, okay, you did it with Moses. You're doing it with me. You know, stand up there and I'll tell you what to say. And and, and a lot of times I'm saying stuff that I really don't know what I'm saying. Like when you were saying you started off and didn't know how it was going to end, but you just kept going because he told you to. Mm-hmm. So perseverance is a, is, is a gift and an anointing that God has deposited on the inside of me that, re, that allows me to continue to go. So the word that keeps here, I've been hearing the whole time. How 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 old were you? You got married. Nineteen. And then how old are you now? Forty. I'll be forty-five next month. Okay. So I keep hearing expand, and not in the way that mm-hmm. n- not expand in a in a in a um, financially or platform way, mm-hmm. but expand personally. Mm-hmm. And I want you to go and ask the Holy Spirit to show you how that, re- tell me what was on the headstone again? The headstone's, headstone says, here lies a woman who persevered through life struggle because through life struggles because she believed God was her only source. Okay, so it's time to turn the corner on that. Mm-hmm. And don't take, don't. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. see how it, uh, it's coming to me. That's a very, I focused statement. Okay. Ask the Holy Spirit now as to what it is you're supposed to do with your perseverance and how it serves who you're called to serve Mm -hmm. and it to expand how you're seeing yourself. Okay. Uh, Of I persevered. Great. 
what God didn't have you persevere for just Cynthia. Nope. He had you persevere for other people. So now I want you to turn the corner and ask the Holy Spirit being that, you know, Holy Spirit leads us in all truth. Yes. What does that look like on the other side now? So you've had 20 something years mm -hmm. of persevering. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what if now we don't persevere? What if now okay. we serve? What if right. now it's, we're no longer in that cycle of you running right. because it, okay, here. Okay. 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 The perseverance has defined you and you said it that mm -hmm. you got married because you were running. Mm -hmm. What if now it's okay to be still and just exhale mm -hmm. and take some time to really tap into who am I now that I'm, I don't have to persevere? Who am I now that because sometimes we get so caught up and I'm guilty of it, too that like literally i you know i told you i've been in the spiritual warfare and i'm like okay god i'm getting weary and god was like because it's over you can like i literally don't go in my closet past me praying anymore remember at the beginning mm -hmm. of this i told y'all i'd be in there for hours mm -hmm. now I, ca I can't it's like i need light i need light and god was and i was i was getting frustrated when i first i was getting you know like concerned like god i don't want to ease my foot off the gas pedal if the war ain't over and he reminded me, I showed you the vision of the black stallion. Remember I told y'all last week, I saw the vision of the black stallion. And he was showing me that was your enemy defeated in this round. So he's telling me it's time to rest mm -hmm. and be okay with being in this season. So I want you to just consider Cynthia that don't focus so much on, you gotta persevere. You gotta mm -hmm. persevere. God has already shown you he's faithful for mm -hmm. you to be as beautiful and, and have, have the experiences and don't look like what you've been through. Mm -hmm. But Thank now you. just enjoying the space of, because it's in seasons. Right. And I want you to enjoy, there ain't no persevering right now. You know, I, I, I can just exhale for a minute. And then I'm not saying you're clearly, you got more living to do. So right. persevering is coming, but don't stop at here lies a woman who persevered. Right. Like, here, here lies a woman who used her perseverance to. Right speak to what that perseverance is going to do for the world. So then I guess what I need to do, as you said earlier, is good to write it in pencil, which I did. And I can add to that because he's already, he, and even during the persevering previously, I was always still giving. And I was like, um, Dr. Yvette, that spoke about her always working with the, you know, a marginalized community. So as a teacher, I came, first of all, I am a product of that. And mm. so I had always had a passion teaching that group of people, those group of children, mm -hmm. because I felt like they needed more than a teacher. They needed a mom. They need a mentor. They needed, uh, they needed gr groceries. They needed toothbrushes and the Vaseline's and everything. So I've done that. And I still continue to do that because coming back home, God has called me to a mentoring program within the same population. Mm. And so I am. And, and of course, with me having not had any business idea or thought about business and all this kind of stuff and just everything that goes into it, I am yet pushing through, persevering in this season for that as well, because mm. he's already shown me what he's going to use me to how to get these people out and bring these children out. And so that's a whole. So it hasn't been. Just okay, well, let, me, me. let me interrupt you, because as you're talking, I just keep hearing God said, tell her she needs to rest. Amen. Okay. Tell her she needs to rest. I received it. 
so focused on taking care of everybody else. Tell her it, it's you need to rest. Amen. I received it. Listening to you describe, I can feel the intensity of you going, mm -hmm. going, going. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point he's trying to, to, to get to you is you, you need to rest. Amen. And not feel guilty in the rest. Not feel guilty. You know, I understand being committed to the kid. I totally get that. But they're God's kids too. So he going to take care of them while Cynthia is resting. Amen. Um, so I don't want you to get caught up in steel because you're, you see how your conversation still turned back to you persevering mm -hmm. the, it yeah. came right back to you. I had just told you <laughs> and you somehow took what I said, flipped it in your head and came back to what you got to persevere for. Mm -hmm. And God didn't whisper, you got to rest. Because he's, he's got a journey for you, but you're going to have to rest. And don't feel guilty about it. Go mm -hmm. back. Were you on the day we talked about rest? Mm, maybe not. I don't remember. Okay, so then your assignment is to go. Okay. Anybody, uh, Audrey, anybody, any one of my people who keep that list, what's the day that Dr. Sandra was? She was on last Sunday. So whatever last Sunday was. Okay. That was the day we talked about rest. You must go listen to it. The 23rd. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Go listen to that and then actually get Dr. Sandra's book, Sacred Rest. Okay. Because I'm hearing you are that person who needs that. Yes. You're going to burn out. Yes. Okay? Yes. And you can't afford to burn out. So if you've mm -hmm. got to find the harmony of the rest. Great. Thank you. And I'll go look for it and get the book. Yeah. But your assignment definitely is, um, definitely is go look, listen to last Sunday's broadcast. It was good. It good. was so, and I, it wasn't me. I, I brought a guest on. So I ain't saying mm -hmm. it was good because I was, you know, no, it was, I brought Dr. Sandra on and she talked about rest and you are one of them people who need to learn the rest. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> it was, <laughs> your sessions were great too. But yeah, I'm about to go look for that really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. You. Of course. Miss Lynn. So I, you, I'm not gonna put you on the spot, Miss Lynn. Okay, so Audrey typed it in the chat of, of Cynthia. Get your rest up with the title, August 23rd. Yes. So Miss Lynn, I'm not gonna put you on the spot unless you got something yeah. on you, you want to say. I really just want to hear what your tombstone will say. Okay. Well, okay. I, you know, I, I, I do, I do have to say, you know. This whole thing has been remarkable, but I'll tell you what the tombstone says, and then you can tell me, but it says, here lies a woman who loved being obedient to God, and because of that, nations were healed. Ah, all right. All right, tell me why that's important to you. Uh, two things. One is the obedience, the love being obedient, right, to God. Uh, when God first started me on this journey, it's been 17 years. The first thing he did was tell me something to do that was incredibly hard for me to do because at the time uh, I grew up uh, pleasing everyone, in particular my mother, and that led me to be a liar. I would just say whatever anybody wanted to hear. And the first thing he wanted to break in me was lying. 
And so he had me, I had just been in a conversation with uh, the assistant to my supervisor and I had lied to her. And when I finished that phone call, he said, you call her back and you tell her you lied. Mm. And I was like, what? Don't make me do, I'm a grown woman. I got it. And I, I was like, okay. And I did. I, I mean, even she was stunned. She couldn't even speak because she was like, she is not calling me to tell me she just lied to me about something. So obedience has been the, a big thing for me. And he's asked me so many times to be obedient. So fast forward to now about the weight and the food. And as I had said, that's been a lifetime journey of up and down and up and down and never really being able to sustain it. Uh, so first of all, he revealed when, on, I think it was day one, you said this was about spiritual warfare. And he revealed to me that I had been all those times fighting mm. it on my own in the natural and that this was a spiritual thing. But right before, probably two days before I started with you on this journey, he just put in my spirit, Lynn, this is an obedience issue. And I was like, oh my gosh, don't say that to me because you know how I have to be obedient to you, God. And I was just like, done. That was it. And I was like, okay, that's it. Because I'm not going to What's the nation's so The love. The nation's part is that's the very first thing he said to me when I when he had me first working and studying the word, that was the very first thing he said to me is you real nations. And it has been a couple of people have said it that did not know that that's what he said to me. Jen Kim was one of them in a, um, one of our live meetings. <laughs> she said that. And I was like, how does she know that? And so that I know has been something that he has said that is what is going to happen and on top of that i feel like that not only requires obedience but a level of faith that is beyond what i even know at this at this point in time so so i got i got absolutely why. nothing except two words god is saying tell her to believe me whatever that's going to mean to yeah. you like for my thing is hashtag watch God work. What he's saying to you is your phrase mm -hmm. is believe me. Uh-huh. Me as in God, not TJ. Me. Like hashtag believe me. Okay. There's things that are coming that are going to be yes. like, yo, this this ain't even. You need to remember, believe me. Not what you believe, not what you believe me. Okay. That's all I got. And because mm -hmm, I heard early mm -hmm. on, yep. I don't have to say anything because because he, he said, because um, I was asking, like, do, what, do I say anything? And he said, she, she don't have nothing to say because she gets it. That's what he said. She gets it. And then mm -hmm. at the end, he told me to remind you mm -hmm. to believe me. Me as God, capital M, me. Believe me. Okay? Yeah. Well done, mm -hmm. baby. Well done. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Nijas. Thank you. Melissa, I see you. Uh, hold on, Nijis. Okay, there you go. I said you're rocking those glasses, cuz. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
All right, okay, let me Okay, so mine statement. Okay, mine says Mother Earth. Loving mo no, lo let me let me start all over again. Mother Earth. Wait, hold, of on, God, hold on. God, woman hold of on. integrity. Hold on, Aegis. Um Cynthia, uh, I forgot uh, something I was supposed to say is uh rewrite your statement with starting out with here lies a woman who used her perseverance too. Like when you start working on your statement, not who persevered, but used her perseverance too. Okay, so when you re redo it and start writing it in pen, start with that sentence stem. Okay, Nijas, I'm focused. Start over, Mother Earth. Start so okay, Mother Earth. Woman who? Go ahead. Uh. I didn't start mine like that, so mine's is probably not right. But okay, but let me um, hear. It. Okay, so I put I put. I, let me just say what I said, then you can tell me yep. what I. I know I yep. did it wrong. Mother Earth, woman of God, woman of integrity, and lover of God. And I wrote mine last night, and the reason why that is important to me. Mm -hmm is because I know in the calling on my life, I've mothered a lot. Um, God did not just give me my own personal children. I was called to love every child. Mm -hmm. And I really put that in action through my, um, through my walk. Um, what God has for me in the future, what I'm stepping into now, it doesn't have anything to do with the things that I wrote for my um, for being on this on my tombstone. But um, these were the things that were so important to me um, that people remembered. My integrity is so important. There were things in my life that um, I could have lied or said the wrong thing, did the wrong thing. Um, but God used me to follow him and do things that he was telling me to do, which was obedience. And none of the things were re rewarding for me. Mm -hmm. The other person got the blessing, but I had to um, sacrifice my own to, to be obedient to God because obe obedience is better than sacrifice. And I, and I've witnessed that. So that part is really, that's what's important to me. Mothering is very important. I can't say that I have this so wonderful relationship with my own personal children. And maybe because of it, because I've had to mother other children, I've had to mother. And I can even see rabbit. I mean, um, TJ, when, even when you were rabbit, little, can you remember me being this little woman? Rabbit is fine. I was just this little woman at a. Um, that I was just this little woman at a very young age. Um, I had a whole lot of God-given sense, and um, that's that is something that it, that I pride for. That is so important to me, um, and so that's why I went that direction. I didn't go in the direction of what I see God doing to me now. I think what God is rewarding me in because of my obedience. If I had to talk about all of that, which is not from a spiritual standpoint, in that I'm gonna be Raquel. Okay, Raquel. That's what that's my alter ego. 
and me and my daughter and nieces laugh about it. I'm, I'm Raquel. When Raquel got it all going on, I'm Raquel. I'm going to be rocking some of them glasses you had on last night, the whole deal. <laughs> so, but in my humbleness, that's what it says okay. for me, for okay. my, um, um God is saying, I, I don't have, I have nothing. Cause I've told you you're in a good place is you're in a good place. You're right where he wants you. Um, cause I've already given you, he already had given me specific things to tell you. And I told you, so there's, there's nothing more for me to add. So you're in a good place. Good. Good. Um, Delmar, love you. Nijis. Love you. Can y'all hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Cool, 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 cool. So um, my statement may be too long for a head start, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll put, um, here lies a woman who is resilient, loyal, and had the heart, and had a heart to speak with power into the life of women who thought their past indiscretions and failures had the power to void their dreams and purpose. Okay, so people passing your head don't have to stop and actually read, read, read. Yeah, you have to be uh, literate and read. Give, wait, give it to me one more time. <laughs> I say, here lies a woman. Excuse me, I'm sorry, let me stop laughing. Here lies a woman who was resilient, loyal, and had the heart to speak with power into the life of women who thought their past indiscretions and failures had the power to void their dreams and purpose. That that clause who had the heart, why is that important for you to have that in there? Because I think it takes um I think it takes a person with heart and a with, with, yeah, I think it takes a person with heart or compassion to want to do that, mm -hmm. to to see other women um, not get stuck in their past because they think they're too old or they, you know, or somebody told them, well, you know, you, you passed that time or, you know, you, you well, just stick with what you're doing right now. I think you're doing all right or something, you know, some things like that. So I've had conversations uh, with, you know, entrepreneur women or just, you know, women in life that, uh, you know, especially after the age of 40, think they can't do something new or can't think they can't experience something, you know, uh, newness of life in some way or push through or get on the other side of what they thought had broken them. Um, here's what I want everybody to notice. Mm -hmm. We're using Del Mar because I know what Delmar does for a living. That regardless of how y'all shaped it, mm -hmm. you never talked about what you did, meaning what you do for a living. Nobody, if y'all notice, any, nobody's statement had anything to do with what they do. My mm -hmm. statement don't have nothing to do with me being a media maverick. Delmar, you didn't mention HR, and I know you love HR. But that wasn't nowhere in your statement. Here lies a woman who used HR too. It was strictly from service. So um, 
I want y'all to, to zone in on that. So for you, Delmar, what the reason what came to mind is mm -hmm. that for you, that's important for you to remember. I don't know why, but it's going to be important for you to remember that don't lead with what you do, lead with who you are mm -hmm. and what you're committed to. HR is just a, is just a, a, a one method of delivery, no different than, you know, how I roll with media. You're going to get this love regardless. You, I don't care how you're going to come to me for media. You can come to me as a Bible storyteller. You can come to me for bingo, but you're going to get this love. Mm -hmm. That's the, <laughs> that's what I, I think is key for you to remember. Um, Most definitely. It's been coming up. It's going to... It's gonna open up when you move like that. It's just gonna open up more for you when you keep that in the forefront of your mind. HR is what you do; it's not who you are. Exactly. Yeah, God has been uh, talking about that since last summer. And then, interestingly enough, something was going on uh, the other. Well, I had wrote a, uh, I do a, a story time kind of thing now mm. on my uh, on my page, and uh, a young lady that I know. Uh, she said, Delmar, check your DM. Mm -hmm. She brought back to my remembrance something she told me last June where she was the second person to tell me. And she and she said, God told her, you know, the Holy Spirit told her, go back and remind her because that's what she needs to be doing. Mm -hmm. She needs to tell her story, you know, that may be, you know, she know, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Says, yeah, HR is, you know, you know how you, you know, your mechanism or whatever, you know, that's what you've done. But it's your story. Mm -hmm. that I need and and interestingly enough I've been working on that even before the even before the other day and that was just gave me confirmation I said yes God that's the direction I'm going and then Jamila just I said yes you mentioned that she may be moved out of HR so I've already told you that so I ain't crazy it's coming back to me again then yeah oh okay well I ain't crazy there you go okay so it must be you needed the reminder yeah Okay, because I don't remember that, but okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, you needed to remind, be reminded again. So yeah. apparently there's something coming that may be a decision between what you do and who you are. Right. Okay. Yep. Good stuff, Delmar. Thank you. Thank you. Melissa, let me hear yours. Okay. I finally made it on. I'm super still. Yep. I don't leave my sick. Okay. <laughs> So my um, statement says, here lies a woman who gave her all and left here happy and fulfilled. Who gave her all and left here happy and fulfilled. Why is that important to you? That's important to me because I have for so long not been happy, but never thought that it was important for me to be happy and for me to be fulfilled. Like I will give my all to other people, but not myself. And so I'm finally learning to focus on what brings me happiness, despite what other people may think. And so focusing on that and doing actually what would make me happy would lead me to feeling fulfilled because my desire is to help single moms. Okay. And so focusing on that would lead me to being happy and fulfilled. 
Okay, so uh, make sure you write that in pencil. It's going to change. Because that's the season you're you in it's right going now. to change? It's going to change. Okay. So just write that in pencil. Okay. Because there's, there's another okay. layer that, that I, I can't really speak on because he's he not showing it to me. But it's going to change. Mm -hmm. All I heard was write it in pencil. Okay. Because you're still going to keep okay. evolving. You, 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 you're going to evolve into something deeper than you being happy and fulfilled. That's what you need in this moment. So that's what, what's important to you. Yes. But that is yes. not ultimately how you're going to finish this race. Okay. Okay. So just know it, okay. it needs to be in pencil. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. I'm glad you're in a you. season where you're, you're beginning okay. to feel that it's important for you to be happy and fulfilled for sure though, but it ain't going to, it's not going to yeah. be where you don't stop. It's just where okay. you need to be right now and enjoy. And I'm telling you, same thing I told Cynthia, enjoy that space because you've been through enough that you need this space to breathe into that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah. Lean into Definitely. that. I don't want you to rush past this space trying to see what TJ means about it's going to be written in pencil. No, I just mm -hmm. need you to, to know that it's written in pencil because you just need to enjoy this space because this has been a long okay. time for you to arrive here. Yes. Okay. I agree. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. Um, Audrey, no, you. my last one. Love you, Melissa. You're my last one. Love you too. What's your statement, Audrey? Hey, it says, <clears throat> sorry, here lies a woman who loves extravagantly and makes everyone she meets feel seen and cherished. Okay. Tell me why that's important. Um, one, um, because I tend to hold emotion because I was trained that way. Mm. So um, me showing somebody that they are loved without agenda, because um, I can't really say that I've felt that in my life. Mm. Um, and then to, to make sure people feel seen, like, look them in their eyes and be super present with them, right? Um, when I was younger, my hair was straight, right? Um, I was hi hiding in plain sight, but very much not seen. Mm -hmm. um, and now that my hair is the way it is, is there are times that it's like, mm, I'm still not seen because now my skin color isn't right, the color, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just sort of like, everybody needs to be seen. And, and I guess because I've spent a majority of life until I rededicated my life back to Christ when I turned 42 is that um, I never felt cherished. I never felt like I was somebody's first choice. Mm -hmm. I was always an, uh, somebody's option, including my parents. Mm. So, so yeah, so part of that story is in 2009, my dad shared a story with me um, that surprised me about um, the fact that um, my parents were 19 and 21 when I was born. This is back in 63, so that's like not unusual. Um, but as soon as he got his job and got benefits, they both went to the doctor, got full checkups. Doctor came in, told him that um, mom was pregnant. And his first thing was like, I can't really afford a baby. Can't you give her something to bring that down? Mm. Which they did, and clearly it didn't work. Mm. So 
you know, I'm the first born, but I wasn't their first option or their first choice. Gotcha. So, um, you know, and so that just trickled into my life of, you know, being married for 25 years and not being that first choice, but proving that I was just as lovable and all of that. And then, you know, coming to Christ, coming back to Christ, um, like I'm already deeply loved and fully known and I'm already cherished. So I want other people to feel that. Mm. What's interesting is that when you first said extravagantly, what hit me before, like I checked out and then I checked back in because I checked out to hear what God was saying because it, it was the extravagantly that struck me as an unusual choice of words. And I knew that that was a personal thing for you, that you're saying it about other people, but bef without knowing any of that, and I was going to interrupt you. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll let you finish. But before you even told us that, what I heard was be ready to receive your own extravagance. Mm. Um, and don't doubt it when it comes because it's, it's going to freak you out. <laughs> um, because you're so used to being not the second choice that you process that on a whole other level that I'm not equipped to, to deal with. But on the surface, the yearning for you to love someone else extravagantly is coming from a self desire and God is going to fulfill that. Thank you. Uh, he just don't want you to trip out when it comes and you, Cause it is going to feel like, okay, no, 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 no. It's almost a foreign feeling right. to you. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to come in a relationship I'm, it, it, or it could come. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to come, but it is right. coming that you are going to feel loved extravagantly. Hmm. Um, is the best way I can describe it. Thank you. Yeah. But, mm. Okay, no, that's it. That's all I got. That, that's good. That, 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 that's, <laughs> um, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Hang on to that word extravagantly. That was an interesting choice for you to use that word. So, yeah. Watch God dazzle you. I'm waiting. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so apparently I got one more because my boy David... My boy from Howard has popped in on me. Hi, Mike David. Hey, how you doing? Good to hear your voice after all of these years. I know, I know, I know. It's been a minute to to actually talk to you in the, in, as we say, in the flush. In, in the flush, yeah. David and I were in the Howard Gospel Choir uh, together for, well, I was in the choir for four years before I left. So I, I've known, I feel like I've known you for those whole four years. I was in the choir. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I think I was on the audition committee when you auditioned. So. Audition. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, honey. Cause at Howard, we had to audition to get into the gospel choir. We were that fierce. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you, we were that fierce. We had strict guidelines mm -hmm. and somehow I don't know how I made it in, but I did. And it was the most cherished, okay. It was the most cherished, impactful, probably kept me on the straight and narrow more than I could have been if but for I had not been in there. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, David and I go way back. What's up, Pumpkin? Okay, tell me, since this is your first spill the tea where I see you, you got to tell me at least one takeaway and then I want to hear um, your tombstone, your headstone. Well, if there's a takeaway, my my next, I guess, study is going to be on Peter. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were pulling out. Of course, I didn't get to get on every day. And and before I even get into there, let me just say thank you so much for your dedication, for your um, ability to stay obedient and stay in the face of God, mm. to hear and to bring fresh manna every day for this month, because that by itself is uh, remarkable. <laughs> Yeah, and thank you. A testament to where God um, not only has brought you, but where he's taking you. Thank you. And so I definitely thank you on behalf of everybody for for what you've done and your diligence in um, in um, providing a lot. No, thank <laughs> and let me just you. say the times I've tuned in, it has always been a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't want this to sound wrong or nothing like that, but. You know, I'm, I'm a churchy type person. What can I say? I've been in right. church since since, <laughs> since nine months before I was born. So, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, there's not there's not a lot of um, people that I hear that really speak to me and into me. Mm. But you do that. Oh, wow. And, and that keeps wow. me coming back because. I, I need to have um, those voices. I need to be able to pull on those voices mm -hmm. that really uh, minister to the ministers because often the ministers don't get uh, ministered to in that place where they really, you know, need to get um, what you call it, the grout. Mm -hmm. You know, those places, those places that most of the time when we're cleaning, we look over. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't get in those corners and, and get those little things and take the little towel and put it in that little edge. Mm -hmm. And that's do a lot of times with me. And I, I don't like you for it, but I, I thank <laughs> God for it. Yeah, look, I, I'm qualified. David is a minister. And I'll be very honest with you. When I see people like you come on, I know how different I am. And I think you may have been on when I talk about, Lord, my dad would cringe if he heard me talk about scripture like this. Like he would like, oh my gosh, she's embarrassing me. But I would have to always go into my place of this is who God created me to be. And, 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 and I don't know how to deliver it any other way except on how he created me to be. So that means a lot coming from you being, you know, an official minister, because I'm not I don't call myself official, like I ain't doing divinity school, I don't have no plans to be indoctrinated, I don't have no plans to be ordained, I don't have no plans to that. Okay. Wait, wait, I put, you catch yep, how I'm yep. saying it though, I, I don't have no plans to be, I don't know what God's going to do, but it ain't even my plan to do it. Your license is ready, I just need the right address. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I feel like you know, after this month, Lord, I did more studying. I feel like people did in divinity school. Um, exactly. But it, and the, it the key like is, is that you're authentic, you, which is which is what people need. We don't need. Well, we like the entertainment, and there's nothing wrong with it and all that kind of stuff. But 
you know, we need people who come with their authentic selves mm-hmm. and give, um, you know, a, 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 it's not a dog and pony show, but it's real. And it comes and it comes out raw. It comes out the way it comes and it hits the way it hits. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes if you have to chew, the, as they say, chew the fish and spit out the bones, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But you know it comes out and it is real and 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 so we we take that and I, I I gladly receive I gladly receive I gladly usually keep some note paper somewhere because sooner or later you're gonna make me write something I, I don't uh, you know <laughs> and so I my next one, thing, one, wait I, I remember one night you commented when you hear me preach this just pretend like you ain't never heard it before. right 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 right. <laughs> Uh huh. That's definitely in my notes. I, I got that um, somewhere. I wrote it. That I wrote. Was, I don't, re- I don't remember it right now, but I wrote it down. That was the biggest come. I don't know what I said, but I know I internally fell out laughing. Like mm-hmm. just not your head and pretend that it's your first time hearing it. Like, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I got it written down, but it was it was so revelatory. I was like, "Ooh, I like wow. that." Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's my thing. Um, is that I've, I've been on. Well, let me um, ask you this: as a minister, what was your most surprising revelation about Peter in such a way? Because Peter has always been the most popular disciple. So, what would you say was your most surprising revelation about Peter through this particular study? I don't know if I've gotten enough to say. Okay. But I don't. I don't know if I've gotten one that was surprising yet. Okay. Um, but I do like the, the, the contrast that you pulled out so often the way he, he wrestled, um, against his, um, his Peterness, <laughs> yep. you know, um, his, his you-ness, you know, the fact that you are, are like that, you, you're just raw, you're authentic of who you are. You know, he, he was like that and, and he was, you know, um, full of revelation one minute about who Christ was. And then the next minute he's, he's you know, he's, he's cussing out folks, he's you know, Peter. Yep. <laughs> like, Oh and, yeah. Okay. So that, that's the Peter we know. Uh-huh. That, that's that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then to, to see him spring forth into this, this fullness of, yeah. of who God called him to be, you know, all of that is um just so important. That's why I got to go back and, and listen to some more of your, uh, tapes as well as uh, get into some of my own study because it was just good. It was like, oh gosh, yeah, I got to work on this because this dude is, um, you know, I've heard people preach him and all this kind of stuff, but some of the stuff you got, oh, yeah, it was. I know a lot. It was surprising to me the things that God was showing me, I, and especially I think after that first week, I was like, oh, so we this is what we doing? We gonna stay in Peter? Like we ain't leaving Peter? You gonna show me something about Peter? Every day, like God, that's a lot. Like you got that much to say about Peter's life, and every day he would show me some new, new, diff- different aspect. And the fact that we spent three days on just Peter walking on water, I was like, "Can these be fifteen minute lessons, twenty minutes lessons?" I look up, it's an hour and fifteen minutes. We still talk about him walking on water from a different aspect. Mm-hmm. So it has been, and I think I'm gonna eventually have to go back and listen to my darn self, which is what I don't ever like doing. Because and I know you can relate as ministers, you got to be careful that you you are no not so caught up in teaching it that you're not 
getting what God wants you to get out of it for yourself or what he's trying to speak and give to you too. Um, and I did especially when you say those, especially when you say those that's not in your notes and you got to go back and, and say, gee, well, what did I say? Cause that sounded, that was new. Where did that come from? And it's right. like, well, I don't, I can't stop right now and write it down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it has been, you know, a very unique journey for me. I've never had this in, in all of my life and I will never forget this journey for this season of August, 2020. So um, thank you. Thank you for those but words. But now that you mentioned it, you, that definitely that Peter walking on water thing was, uh, um, gosh, you know, the, 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 I think what I liked was the, the way that you really, I guess, brought it into today's uh, voice mm. a lot. And you went through a lot of things that could possibly have been going through his head. Mm -hmm. The way stuff goes through our head now when we start to try to, you know, uh, use excuses to to look at at things instead of keeping focus on Jesus like we're doing now. You know, we have so many distractions. We got the black lives and we got the, the all these different deaths. And now we got Chadwick. And, you know, there's so many things that that says, you know, take your eyes off off Jesus. But. At the same time, he's so close that he really didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to reach down that far. I mean, when you brought him. that out, oh my goodness. He had him. He Peter didn't get too far out of his reach that Jesus couldn't just be like, I grabbed your hand. Like, yo, mm -hmm. that thing set me free. Like, yo, yeah. I'm here trying to do stuff I ain't never did. And God is like, no, I'm right there. I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. You may lose focus, but I'm gonna be right there to catch you. So yeah, yeah. That, that was a good moment. That was a good moment. Okay. Um, okay. So what's your what's your headstone statement, David? My headstone statement. That's that's a hard one, but um, it's gonna be something similar to this. Um, here, here uh, remains David. Mm -hmm who finally found a way to uh, be the light for himself that he had so often and so freely given to so many others. Okay, write that in pencil. That's another one that's gonna be written in pencil because that's where you are. That's not mm -hmm. the story. I know. So that's not something I'm going to say like, yeah, get go ahead and get the chisel out. We get ready to chisel that in your tombstone. Mm -hmm. There's, a, there, there's a, a place, same thing almost with Melissa, that you've arrived at that place. And so it's not defining you. That's not the word I'm hearing, but it's okay to camp out there. Mm -hmm. There's so much more for you to do. But Absolutely. it's it, this is where you need to be right now. And so for you, definitely uh, let me hear it again. Repeat it to me again. Or can, were you going off the cuff? Or did you or you what? repeat it to me again? Here remains David, who finally was able to become the light uh, for himself that he is so freely given to so many others. Yeah. So e even your choice of word was. For And here's my indication, David, and I don't know what's going on with you, but even your choice of word was finally able to. 
Mm -hmm. There's something there. There's something underlying there, David, that you still are dealing with. Um, because finally is a term of arrival, mm -hmm. not completion. And finally able to, it's almost kind of, I'm sensing what the same thing with Audrey, that there's something, dare I say, unhealed that God still has to deal with you with. Um, especially when you're connecting it to you doing for yourself what you've always done for others. That's not how God's going to finish your life. It's going to be reversed. Amen. But right now you're in that pocket of awakening. And this is probably why and you probably you know, and I don't say this lightly because I don't want to ever, 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 ever sound self-serving. But you should probably go back and listen to the journey without missing days. I and, plan to. and really look at the how I don't know how God did it, but I know it was done. And Audrey is probably a better person because the way her mind works, I was so busy in it that I didn't have a bird's eye view. But what I'm convinced that there was an evolution that we see Peter's awakening that you're going to have to go back and walk through. Mm -hmm. Because finally able to is just your rest point. It's not the final destination. And this exercise is about your final destination. But I'm glad that you got to here because now you have a landmark. This, this, that statement, that's what I'm trying to say. That statement is just a landmark. It's a mile marker indication of this is where the turning point happened. But there's going to come a time, especially in the more you evolve into healing, whatever that thing is that God wants you to heal and he's gonna walk you through um, where that statement is not gonna have a finally able to in it anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I want you, at, you know, in your time and God's time of how he guides you, go back and listen so that the, all the dots would connect because what God did that was so amazing to me is even though I didn't know what I was going to be teaching the next day, the next day, the next day, some reason it is still ended up connecting. Like mm -hmm. there was, there was the day that I taught the word purpose and it was seven letters in purpose. And I, the way I even said it when I was teaching, like, I have no idea what this connects to at all. Having no idea that the next seven days he would dig me deeper into each letter of purpose. So, mm -hmm. For you, it's going to be key not to skip days when you do this study, but to walk them through from day one to day 31 in its order. So it will really stick and click to wherever God is taking you. Gotcha. Okay. That's what I got. All right. Mm -hmm. I receive I love, you, it. love you too. And thank, uh, thank you for encouraging me because I, I wasn't going to come in, but I, I figured I got a rep for the men, you know. Exactly. And no. what a great way to end this with all the ladies and the men come behind us and, and, and button it. So it worked out for me. I'm happy with it. So thank Amen. you. For, thank you for coming on. Sure thing.
All right. So I'm going to pray us out, guys. I'm going to pray us out. And um, well, David, you're still here? Yes. Okay. Why don't you actually do us the honor of praying us out, covering us? I will. I will. Thank you. Uh Father God, we bless you and we give you glory, praise, and honor for this day that you've made. And even in its uh, waning moments, we are rejoicing and we're glad in it. God, I thank you, first of all, for TJ and for the willing vessel that she's been to hear your voice and not follow strangers and to impart so freely. So God, even now, I pray that you would uh, not only uh, imbib her with peaceful rest, but return everything that she's given out 30, 60, 100 fold in the name of Jesus, God. Mm-hmm. And th- those words that she's given to us, God, even do more so in that for her in the name of Jesus God, I pray that every word that she's given from your throne room to each and every person, that it not fall on uh, bad ground, oh God, but that it will accomplish that which is set out to do. God, help us to meditate on them even this night, that we would even hear uh, your voice uh, uh, expanding and expounding on next steps and 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 what 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 uh, should be next and how, how we get to the next level. God, I pray that you would um, uh, help us to uh, resonate with uh, those things, not only for the word that we heard for ourselves, but those that were for others, but really spoke into our lives. And those places, oh God, of uh, inconsistency, oh God, help us to be more consistent. And those places where we felt um, that we should have been more transparent about. Help us, oh God, to receive the fullness of the meaning of what uh, you were uh, attempting to say to us even this night. God, we bless uh, Mom Wanda. (laughs) I pray that you will continue to imbib her with the strength of her youth in the name of Jesus. Refresh her even the more. I thank you for the uh, support that she is to her daughter, oh God, and and to so many others. I pray you continue to strengthen her, oh God, and to those who are even on this call that are dealing with dealing with uh, things in their body. I, I speak a word of healing even now. I curse sickness. I curse disease. I come against those autoimmune situations that try to rack our body. I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. I praise God even now for total healing to each and every person in the name of Jesus. I come against spirits of confusion. I come against uh, uh, emotional uh, distractions in the name of Jesus. God, but I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, for we know that this isn't an ending, but this is a beginning, for we know with you all things are possible. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, y'all. All right, so I'll count it down. So if there's anything else I need to know in the chat and tomorrow um, we will see what Peter evolved into. I've been actually studying today and I studied yesterday and I'll be studying tomorrow because I, I want to make sure that we finish Peter strong. And I giggle inside because Peter, man, that dude... Jesus did a work on him. And like if Peter, if Jesus can do a work on Peter, yo, he got us. Um, So with that said, in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
with his birthday. These days have been an incredible blessing. I would definitely go back and watch the replays. Prayers that TJ receives a fresh win and those connected to her have a hedge of protection and her as well as we move forward in obedience to continue so we can be a space of illumination as tea lights. I love that, Bert. Um, nine, eight. Yes, I will see you tomorrow, Dolly. Seven, we got two more days. I love y'all, but I need a break from you. Six, <laughs> five, four. Thank you all for such kind words and thank you for the verbal appreciations um, that you have bestowed on me. It means more than I can even find the words to say. Uh, three, two, See you tomorrow. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.